Joining me on the Colchester podcast today is Colchester's celebrity gardener, who is known as the Skinny Jean Gardener, Lee Connolly. Welcome and thank you for joining me on the Colchester podcast. Hello, mate. Thanks for having me. I'm, so, I'm very excited. So uh, first question for you, if you don't mind, is what's the story behind your name? Because I'm just thinking about it. I wouldn't have thought skinny jeans were the ideal clothing for gardening. <laughs> you know, I'm eight years. I've almost come up to eight years of being a skinny jean gardener, right? And uh, I've still not come up with a decent story apart from I wore skinny jeans when I first started. And can you, still, can you still fit in those skinny jeans? I can. Do you know what? I'm, I was in my 20s when I first started and people were like, oh, you're getting older, boy. I'm only 33, Will. Still still young, I think. And, uh, you know, I can still fit in them, mate. I've just brought a new pair if you really need to know. But, <laughs> but the, main, you know, the main thing was, like, when, when I first started gardening, I was with my brother. And at the time, we'd, we'd just got on social media and we called ourselves uh, Brothers With Land. So we had a, like uh, we had an allotment up in oh, where was it like um, Eight Ash Green up that way, and we called ourselves Brothers with Land, and uh, we got a little bit of attention on social media this was before social media really kicked off, and uh, we ended up going to a a um, what's it called when you get when you, when people what the, what the heck's it called Will uh, when if you go to a TV thing you have to be like auditioned audition. Thanks, Will. Thanks, Dimas. There you go. I, I, I thought I'd leave you to that one. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I was stumped as well. Yeah, don't worry. There'll be a lot of that in this. Uh, we went to an audition and we both wearing skinny jeans and some lovely lady said, oh, you guys should be called like the skinny jean gardeners. Uh, and we come back on the train, went to the Weatherspoons and sat down and go, went, that's a good idea, you know. And luckily, we copyrighted it before she could and we've never heard from her since. So that is pretty much how skinny jean gardeners happened. Well, there you go. I, I don't think that that would have been the first good idea to come um, uh, come about in a Weatherspoons over a, over a couple of pints. Um, but, but, I, but I guess thinking thinking about it, it sort of helps with with to have a sort of standout image because when people think of gardening, they think of Alan Titchmarsh or they think of Percy Thrower, and you know you're you're, you're thinking greens, you're thinking overalls, you're thinking flat caps and wellies, and you are not thinking about young guys in their twenties wearing skinny jeans. No, I mean to be honest with you, because we got into it and we had no idea about gardening, we were just like whatever was comfortable. And when you're in your twenties, you want to look cool, don't you? Like now, I'm I, a I, dad. Don't, I, don't, I don't think I ever look cool actually in my twenties or or or, or uh, at any point in my life. But nor nor have I ever been able to get into a skinny pair of jeans. But that's uh, that's still work in progress. I'm sure you did, mate. Like now, I just see you suited and booted all the time. But I'm sure back in the day, you you looked a cool cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, t- tell me a little bit about your um, your professional career. So, how how did you get to become um, uh, to get to get on Blue Peter? That's the first one, and the second, more generally, how did you manage to, in effect, monetize your passion? Because that's something that everyone is is desperate to do, but very few ever achieve it. Yes, yeah, so, do you know what? It took a, a good few years for it to happen. So, so like Blue Peter, for instance, that like I say, we went on social media. We had zero idea about gardening. Like, I really mean it. I say this every time. It's like, I honestly thought potatoes grew above ground. I thought cauliflowers. I, I had no idea about anything. And I was 20, 25 at the time. So we, we took to social media, started getting questions um, put out there, and people answered them as well, which was great source of information for us. 
And from there, Jimmy Doherty, who's obviously up in Ipswich, not far from, from Colchester. This is Jimmy's oh, farm, isn't it? That's it, Jimmy's farm, yeah. Spotted us and he said, you're right, guys, do you fancy coming up and looking after a small area on the farm? And we were like, oh, wow, like, Jimmy's asking us to come and look after a part of his farm. We're like, yeah, okay. So we went up there and he said it was a small area. It was a, it used to be a cow paddock. It was massive, like just ridiculously sized allotment that had just gone totally overgrown. And we spent a good year and a half absolutely hammering that allotment out, cleaning it up and, uh, and starting that off. And, and from there, obviously all the, all the veg that we'd grew, um, went into the restaurant, which was wicked and very exciting. And a lot of the visitors that came down were like, thinking we were the experts and we had zero idea and in fact we were taking more information from them and uh, learning more and more as we went and from that obviously we met uh, Jamie Oliver which was wicked and did a few bits with him and then Blue Peter came along and said hey we'd like to start an allotment at the new Blue Peter Garden and we were like um, yeah Okay, cool. <laughs> where, where, got, do we, where do we sign, right? Yeah, I see. You know, you watch Blue Peter when you're younger. Never did I think I'd... Well, one, never did I think I'd be on, on telly and do that sort of stuff and do this media work bits. Um, but definitely not Blue Peter. Like, I used to watch it when I was little uh, with Matt Baker and all them and Connie Huck. And I was like, wow. Like, Blue, that's like the, the pinnacle of childhood TV. And so it basically come from from that really, like our passion to learn. Um, obviously, we got that out there, and you know, it just naturally sort of sort of happened. I mean, don't get me wrong; I'm sure being um, with Jamie Oliver and Jimmy uh, really did help us. But yeah, that's that's how we got started on Blue Peter, and I loved it. Like I loved every second of it. We don't do it anymore. But um, we got replaced by, he was 10 at the time. He's a nice kid, <laughs> don't get me wrong, but uh, not bitter. But I did see his mum at uh, Chelsea last year. No, not last year, the year before that, I met his mum. His, his name's George. He's a really nice guy. He replaced us. Not bitter, Will. And uh, not bitter. And I joked to his mum, I was like, oh, yeah, your son nicks our job. <laughs> I was only messing. Like, or, or was I? Uh, she didn't find it very funny. But, <laughs> but, um, See, that's how we got started with Peter. I, I really loved that time. But again, we were in our 20s and I'm a parent now. And obviously, we were chucking out ideas at kids that they could do in the garden. And uh, But it looked amazing. I call them Pinterest garden ideas now because they do look amazing. But if you've ever tried gardening with a child, I mean, my daughter, she's come up to six years old. And I've gardened with her since she was about two months it is a it's not as easy as just being out there on your own let's just put it that way so so uh so yeah we were chucking these ideas out and i bet parents absolutely loved us at the time they're like oh thanks guys but uh, that's how we got into blue peter i mean it was, it was an exciting time man like i really enjoyed it and at the time i was still an electrician so i, I actually left school and become an electrician and uh we were just juggling totally juggling doing tv stuff um, doing brand stuff and still having a full-time job and I'm, I was just so lucky that I had some like good bosses at the time that let me go and and do it and I think that I think to be honest with you like 
a lot of people want to do their passion. I think that 100% is the way to go in life. If you've got something you absolutely love, turn it into a, you turn it into your job. But you need to have that. Um, I mean, I had, I was an electrician for about four years and being on TV and being on stage. Like I'd go from being on stage in front of like a couple of hundred people and like absolutely buzzing at the weekend. And then on the Monday, I'd be connecting a caravan in Sir Osif on my own in the pouring rain. So, <laughs> so it's a very, uh, there was a, a big contrast at the time from doing that. But I think, I think, you know, just uh, the big, the biggest way of doing it is having something that's sturdy, a sturdy job, and then just slowly building up your passion to most, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that that certainly makes sense, and I know certainly in sort of other industries like the music industry and acting and other things that that's exactly what what people do, um, and and sometimes the day job is far less less glamorous, but it it pays the bills. Um, you're you're so right, by the way, about kids. I've got two kids, and one of one of whom is just not interested in the garden at all, mm. and the other loves it and has loved it for, you know since uh, you know, five six months. But you're so right about it being messy. And as much as I love her helping me in the garden, I adore it. We we did some hanging baskets at the weekend, and she wanted to fill up the basket with the compost. And there was far more compost all over the patio and the lawn than there was in the in the actual basket. But she had a lovely time, uh, and yeah. and uh, and now she wants to get involved every day with watering uh, watering too. But you know, it's you, you, where you're right is gardening is about learning, and you know, you and nobody starts off knowing everything about plants and gardening you've got to learn and you need someone to teach you and whether that's your parents or whether it's school or whether it's you know through the, the internet um you know like for example yourselves or on on blue peter you know kids need to know what's what's a weed what's not a weed how veg is grown that sort of thing uh, and and for a lot of people they don't know where to start and yeah. so the question i would say is you know what what inspired you to get into gardening and what would you say to somebody who looks at gardening and think you know we we british or english if you like have always been renowned as a nation of gardeners in particular of flowers and we like our roses and we tend to them and it tends to be something that that is a a pursuit of the retired but Mm. but actually it's not is it we can all get involved in gardening so you know what inspired you and what would you say to somebody who says nah gardening's for old people do you know what? Like when I when I started garden, I hadn't actually touched a spade or anything until I was like twenty five, and I feel like uh, I missed out when I was younger. And the reason that I did it was for me and my brother. My brother basically, basically, I moved out of my family home and I missed my brother, and uh, we decided just to come together and and do something that um, we both loved. So, or no, we both didn't love it. That's, that's a lie. <laughs> do something that we've had both had no idea about but spending time together in the outdoors you know a bit of bonding achieving yeah. something growing something i get yeah. it like being brothers like the thing is like we could have done something and one brother could have known a little bit more but we were like so competitive like and right i'm going to grow a bigger courgette than you are yeah exactly that's it but the thing is like if some if one of us had more knowledge on it then the other might feel a bit left out. So as we both had zero knowledge of gardening, um, that's why it was a perfect hobby for us to do. Plus, uh, Dale's vicar had half an allotment that he wasn't doing nothing with. And so he was like, yeah, do you want to have a little go of this? And we were like, yeah, okay, cool. We'll we'll do something like that. 
So, you know, it's just uh, out of luck, really, that the allotment come about. Um, but it really it built community, like, because we ended up having our mates come down and they had no idea about gardening. They weren't interested beforehand. And it sort of just brought everyone together. So away from, like, the importance of, like, grow your own and caring about wildlife and all of that sort of thing, garden has such a, a, a strong way of bringing people together. Yeah, I, I completely get that. And... And I suppose what I love about about gardening, and I'm I'm a I'm a massive guy. I, I haven't got a massive garden, but I love gardening, and I love roses, and I've got beds. I don't do so much of the veg, but I love I love flowers. And what I love about gardening is being outside, in the outdoor, enjoying the outdoors, the fresh air. Actually, it's also really good exercise. You know, quite often if I spend an afternoon out in the garden, you think, God, I feel like I've done a workout here because you've been bending down, you've been digging, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and and I, and I suppose the other thing I love about it is you you get um, two things you get instant gratification in that you know if you weed a bed it immediately looks better and but but also you know you 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 plant something and then in two three months you've got something lovely to enjoy you know whether that's vegetables or or flowers now you mentioned um, a bit about tools and getting started what what would you say are sort of the the sort of key tools that you need to get to get started with your garden or your allotment yeah well it all depends what sort of space you've got now i'm i'd always say like a spade and hand tools but maybe a bit controversial right it all really depends on what job you're doing but i didn't have actually that's a lie i did have some hand tools but i couldn't be bothered to go and get them but i was hammering something into uh some wood this is last year. I was hammering something into the wood and then I wanted to plant something up. It was a claw hammer. I just used the end of a claw hammer. So, <laughs> so you know, whatever you've got to hand. But it really depends, Will. Like, with an allotment, you're going to need... You're going to need a spade. You're going to need a fork. But you don't necessarily have to go out and spend a fortune on tools to begin with. If you know, and I say this about seeds and tools and anything, but if you've got a neighbour that's a gardener, if you've got any parents, grandparents, uh, any friends that are gardeners, if they're like me, they're always going to have too many tools. Mm. So they'll quite happily give them to you or lend them, get, lend the ones to you that they've got extra of. Like as gardeners, somehow I don't know how we do it, but we just build up uh, tools, seeds, compost. We just have like a plenty of supply of them so if you're going to start gardening then ask about and, and let people know that you're gardening because you'll be surprising uh how many people come out the woodwork and say oh, i've got this or i've got an extra pot you can you can have if you want and i don't know about you but i i think that the modern stuff they make that you buy in i won't name them but your well-known diy and gardening stores I don't think they make tools like they used to because I've got tools that have either inherited or that I picked up at a car boot sale or on Gumtree that are clearly 30, 40, some cases probably 50 years old yeah. that are wood and metal. And, and they'll probably still be there for my daughters to use. Whereas some of the modern stuff, like I bought a rake relatively recently or a, a broom, they, they, they're, they're knackered with it within one season. So yeah. I, I'm totally with you. You know, ask around, you know, you know, sadly, you know, people pass on, they move house. You know, there are these old tools available that have lots of life left in them. And you can often pick them up, you know, very cheap, uh, very cheap or for free. 
Yeah, it's so, it's so funny. We were like back in 2015 or 16 where when we first started, me and my brother set up a garden shop in, it wasn't a shop, I should I should say it was a stall, but we called it a shop. And it was in Culver Square. And we set a stall up and we were there for, I don't know, maybe four months every Saturday. And we were selling seeds and we were selling tools. And we were selling alpaca poo. Can you guess out of those three things, what sold the most? Well, I, I'm, I, based on your question, I'm going to say it's got to be the poo. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah. Alpaca poo. Where on earth did you source alpaca poo? I had a mate with an alpaca farm, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> as you do. As you do. Of course you did. Where, well, where, 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 where is there an alpaca farm near Colchester? There was one. Actually, it's just on the way out to, to uh, Clacton, actually. They had, uh, I had a mate that had a load of alpacas. It wasn't a farm, but they had, they've got alpacas that you can see. I love but, it. Um, but yeah, the reason we didn't sell any tools is for that exact reason, because people hold on to them and look after them and they last for years and years and years. And, uh, you know, it, obviously we don't do that anymore, but, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, alpaca poo, maybe I should have carried on the alpaca poo farming thing, but, um, never mind. So Lee, you've been, um, you've been really candid and I, I've been struck by some of the things you've, you've said on social media about feeling low especially with uh, the lockdown how has gardening has gardening helped and you know, what what's your view and i've i've certainly got a view on this on sort of the power of gardening to to help keep people positive yeah i do you know what i think especially last year gardening got me got me through it do you know what I mean? if i didn't have my garden i felt so lucky for the first time i felt really lucky for the space i had because um, I'm, I, like my garden's, it's it's a good length. Like it's quite long, and we've got a lot of space. And when you couldn't go out, and it was like lockdown, I just felt really lucky to be able to get out there and to have that space and to be able to grow stuff. Uh, and I spent, I probably spent more time out there than I ever have, just because you know you're stuck in the kind of confines of your house. So, you know, it was it was. Um, yeah, I felt lucky to have it. To be honest with you, it was it, was, it made a real big difference. It made a big difference to um, my daughter being able to go outside with me and spend time. Gave my wife a little bit of time as well on her own, and um, and even she got into gardening, which I was I was surprised about. So yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was a life it was a lifesaver. Do you know what I mean? If I'm if I'm if I'm really honest with you, Will, I probably I love gardening. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, I do it as a job now, but I probably had too much gardening in 2020 i probably overdid it if i if i'm if i'm truly you need a balance you know, do you know what i mean <laughs> but i think everyone probably felt felt that last year everyone you know felt the um felt the effects of it but yeah maybe that's the, also that's why I've, I've crashed a bit this year i feel a lot better now don't get me wrong but uh growing too much last year i was i was always sowing seeds i was always growing plants i was always tidying up areas of the garden I was changing bits around uh, and this year I've, I'm just trying to learn at the moment to just sit and enjoy it and just and just get out there because I think uh, I think especially this year yeah, but maybe my mental health has, has, has crashed a little bit and you, you forget to just sit and enjoy it there's always jobs to do in the garden there's always something to do I remember when I first got my garden uh, I remember 
thinking, all right, I've got to get this ready. I've got to get this sorted. End of this year, it's going to look amazing. It's going to look like my dad's garden. But what I didn't realize was my dad's garden, which looks incredible, has took tens of years to actually look like that. And so there's always a job to do in the garden. There's always something to do. And sometimes you forget to just to sit back and enjoy it and look at it and spend time in it. So yeah, that's that's so true. And it's a bit it's a bit like your house, isn't it? You can sit in your house and always look at those cracks or that bit of paintwork that needs touching up or you know or that window needs sanding or whatever. And the garden's no different. And you 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 can you can look at it and be the perfectionist and think, Oh, I need to do that, or oh I can see a dandelion or you know, all this that there's some moss on this grass or but actually you shouldn't let perfect be the enemy of the good and you should just sometimes just say do you know what i've done an awful lot of work here i'm just going to sit back and i'm going to have a diet coke or a glass of wine and i'm just going to enjoy this fabulous space and then maybe at the weekend i might do a little bit more you know on on this on this or that but you know for, for me certainly you know being active the being out in the sun you know we do have a have a bit of it sometimes although we haven't had much um, much rain recently, and we certainly need some need some more of it. The smells in the garden, the 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 sound of birds. It's just um, there's there's just something I don't know. Just raw being out in raw nature that just um, just makes me feel happy. Yeah, I don't know about you, Will. Last year, I see uh, I was outside in the garden a lot, and I don't know about you and your neighbours, but I have never spoke to my neighbours as much as I did last year. It was incredible, and it comes back to that bringing people back together again and community and you know I've, I've i've been living in my place for about seven years now in colchester and not spoke to some of my neighbors before over the fence and it's, it was quite nice yeah yeah you know, i i think i've, I've cert- certainly certainly found the same and, I, and we've all been spending more time in our garden and and that will uh, no doubt continue and i hope we have a really good summer that we can we can all enjoy are you, now you're, you're a far more experienced garden gardener than me uh, what what would you say are the big gardening no nos? So one thing I, one thing I'll sort of pose out there because I've seen a lot of this recently. It's certainly a growing trend: people replacing their grass with artificial grass or astroturf. What's what's your thoughts on that? And what are the other sort of gardening no nos as far as you're concerned? Hmm, how long have we got on astroturf? Um, <laughs> man, like I have seen it so much more, and obviously. I mean, social media doesn't help because you get to see people go, look at my amazing garden and it's just AstroTurf. And I just think it's got, I'm not saying it's not got a place, uh, but if you are replacing a lawn with AstroTurf, then um, then we're going to have to ask you to leave Colchester because <laughs> because the, the biggest problem is is wildlife and the way astroturf obviously stops birds from coming down and taking worms and insects enjoying the garden and also people think that using astroturf is going to save them a job oh i don't have to cut the lawn now or you don't have to cut your lawn you have to go out there with your hoover and hoover your grass which just looks odd like come on Uh, and, and it costs so much more will and you can get robotic lawnmowers now. Like I've got a robotic lawnmower in my garden. No I way. I don't have to cut the lawn. It's brilliant. Wow. So there's no extent. The thing is, there's no excuse for that sort of thing. And if you if you think, I think maybe last year we had quite a lot of rain, right? 
and you look down the streets and there's like a river of water just pouring down the street. And the reason that that is happening more and more now and probably didn't happen um, back in the day is because we're paving over our driveways and astroturfing our grass and there's nowhere for the water to go apart from out onto the road. And so there's so many reasons that it's not, it's not great. And also, if you get it done cheaply, it looks rubbish. And if you've had enough of it, you, it can't be recycled. Like if you literally search online uh, about AstroTurf, you'll see just piles and piles of it just sitting there. It takes years and years and years to uh, get rid of. It's, it's, it's really bad for the environment. So, so, so you see, so you're, you, I, I think, I think, you know, I'm getting the slight impression you're not a big fan of AstroTurf. Um, but we'll, 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 we'll park, we'll park that one there. The other, the other one, which is quite controversial is this whole uh, question around whether there is a place for a bit of wild gardening, as in just doing nothing and let, letting nature take its course and actually arguably not being too tidy because actually it can be quite good for insects and wildlife. Um, you know, things like if you've got a tree um, a tree stump, that can be really good for, say, stag beetles if you've got a, a rotting would uh, or some wild flowers which are really good for uh, for butterflies and other other insects and you know nooks and crannies and which might be a bit of a me- look a little bit of a mess but might be great as a sort of bug hotel or for uh, hedgehogs and you know all, all sorts of other things uh, what's your view on just actually leaving a little bit of your garden to be a little bit wild beautiful like, i think it's absolutely the best thing and when i first started gardening i never even thought about it and I, I got my garden for the first time and everything was nice and neat and now i'm like yeah i'm like happy leave areas a little bit rough leave a bit of grass if we think about it if everyone thinks about how culture used to be we didn't used to cut the lawn do you know what i mean like we didn't used to cut all the grass where our houses used to be and obviously wildlife absolutely thrived before then like it, that, that's where they used to live and then we built houses on it and then we're keeping our, our, our lawns and everything nice and neat. And where are they supposed to go? So I think wildflowers are, If I, I'm not a massive flower grow, grower, Will, but if anyone wants to grow flowers, then wildflowers has to be the easiest ones um, just to chuck some seeds on the soil and for them to grow. Great for butterflies, great for bees. And, um, you know, I've got like a little frog pond that... Um, that's only a little, all it is is like a little washing up bowl, but it's great for frogs to come along and a nice area for them to live. And also hedgehogs as well. Like we've seen so many more hedgehogs in our garden since we built a little home for them. Um, it doesn't have to be much. Well, we just put a box, a plastic box, turn it upside down, cover it with logs, leaves, all that sort of thing. And hedgehogs will come along and make a home in there. And we've also cut a hedgehog highway into the fence so they can get between the houses because like i say we've 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 made our garden so neat and tidy and like our little castles with our our sh- uh, our fences up but you know wildlife can't enjoy the space we've got so i'm i'm so up for it i'm i'm all over that sort of thing i think it's really important to give back a home to the wildlife that used to live where our houses now are yeah, and, and yeah, I, I, I think it's a really good point. And, you, and your gardens being sort of functional spaces and, and not overly overly clinical. Now, you you mentioned um, sort of lockdown and you know, meet, meeting your neighbours more, and we're all going to be having more people um, over for 
barbecues and to come and enjoy the garden and you know have a glass of wine or a soft drink or whatever um and we know more and more people are making use of their gardens treating them i suppose in effect like another room of room of their house probably in a way they haven't done before what what's on trend right now and what and what are your what are your predictions of the for the trends to come i don't know man like i think i mean last year i can't even tell you how many garden bars that i've seen pop up even my neighbor put a bar up in his garden it looks pretty good actually and um and the, outside, these sort of maids out of pallets and things like this well this one was, was he did it proper like i've i've made one out of pallets and then he sort of trumped me and made one like out of proper decent wood and i was like ah. and then my daughter goes daddy can we have one like that and i was like mm, maybe <laughs> maybe if daddy earns a bit more money we can make one but like uh social spaces and socializing spaces i think it's going to be an important thing i mean especially this year still do like we're just sort of coming out of this pandemic hopefully and the, those spaces are going to be important so outside rooms um bars if you fancy it um but just creating that space is really important to to do i think a lot of us did it last year i think a lot of us will, will create them uh, this year as well so we can have people over and enjoy time together um but yeah i think that's important social spaces like i say it needs to be an outside room and i really hope that that continues as well i hope it's not just a a flash in the pan thing i know that i said earlier that i saw my neighbors out last year when we were in lockdown and stuff and that sort of tailed off a little bit uh for the rest of the year around august september i suppose because people could go out a little bit more but um, that sort of tailed off a bit and I hope that it continues that people still use their gardens and get out there but I think uh, the biggest thing is just creating a room out there in my garden we built a pergola with like a barbecue area a little bar as my, as my daughter calls it it's nice yeah it's not a uh, massive uh, but and then just like some outdoors or outdoor sofas j- just to create a nice space to, to be out there to be honest with you and um, yeah I think that's going to be that's going to be the thing it sounds lovely. Um, you've been really generous with your time. I, I'm penultimate questions. I've just got a couple more for you. That's right, mate. Uh, what what sort of? Um, I know there'll be there'll be people listening to this thinking, do you know, what? I love gardening. It's it's my hobby, but I'd love to I'd love to do more. What what sort of career opportunities are there for people thinking of taking that hobby a bit further and getting into gardening? Oh, so there's so many ways to go with gardening. That's the thing. Like I've obviously chose the media route because it was just thrown into it. I know a guy that ha- he started an allotment and now he's got his own market garden and he goes and delivers uh, fruit and veg to people in his local area. Uh, there's obviously, obviously, if we just look at like, um, hey, look at the Castle Park, for instance. The amazing gardeners there that do stuff. Even... Uh, Beth Chatto, I know they're always looking for for people to come and join them there. Like I think there's so many different ways, and uh, we've got Perrywood Garden Centre. We've got so many garden centres around our way that you can do stuff um, to do with gardening. Uh, garden design as well is a big one. Like I've dabbled in garden design over the past few years, and I absolutely love it. It's something that I always wanted to get into is design uh, design work, and I mean I could literally spend about three hours will listing off the different ways and the different routes that you can get into gardening but if you've got that passion then you just need to find um find that one thing that you you enjoy doing in that in that sector 
Yeah, I, th- well, I think that's really good advice. For, you know, follow your, follow your, follow your passion. Now, just for my last question, it's actually going to be lots of questions, and if it's okay with you, it's going to be a quick fire round. With it. So, I'm just going to kick off, and you just got to fire back your gut gut instinct. So, first one: barbecue, charcoal, or gas? Gas. Gardening, gloves or no gloves? No gloves. Flowers or veg? Veg. Water features or ponds? Ponds. Stones or slabs? Ooh, uh, stones. Pizza oven or a bar? Pizza oven. Fire pit or patio heater? Fire pit. Chair or hammock? Chair. Fairy lights or moonlight? Oh, moonlight. Brilliant. Lee, you've been an absolute star. I've learned a huge amount uh, about uh, gardening. And I, I think a lot of people won't have realised that you are Colchester born and, uh, born and bred um, and the amazing career you've had so far. Um, if people do want your advice uh, on gardening, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, if you type in skinny jean, there's not many skinny jean gardeners about. So if you type in skinny jean gardener on the old Google, then uh, you'll sure find me. Brilliant. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for your time. And I look forward to joining you in the garden, either for a bit of gorilla gardening uh, or indeed uh, a glass of wine uh, or a soft drink in the near future. Cheers, fella.